I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And each week we talk to someone of interest about it. And this week we are talking to four people of interest as we react and discuss episode one of season seven of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Clone Wars Saved. And and what a this panel is is so diverse that for one of us it is the best day of all time. <laughs> And for others, it's almost an annoying blip on the radar from their oh. uh, their discussions throughout the day. But let's welcome our uh, our panelists. We have from all podcasts that are deemed worthy, and from the Page Wars podcast, the finest on the Steel Wars Patreon. It's the king of all Toms, King Tom. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Steel. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thanks for being had from the Canto Byte Dispatch, spelled correctly. It is Emily Lind. Hi, Steele. Hi. Here we go. From I, I'm not even sure what the mashup of this guy's podcast is now. From the Kessel Run Transmissions, is that right? Yeah, it's, it changes like every week. Ah, so there is a reason I'm not just a dick friend. It is, it, it's you, not me. Good to know. Good to me. Why not both? Why not both? Yeah, there you go. But uh, a glorious day for Clone Wars, Corey. How you doing, yeah. buddy? Dude, I, uh, well, I'm running on like an hour of sleep in the last 48 hours, so I don't really know. But uh, I, I, yeah, I stayed up, you know, obviously till two in the morning to watch this as it, as it went up. And uh, it feels like a dream. This all feels like a dream. It doesn't feel real. I was with you uh, when they announced Clone Wars uh, coming back at Comic-Con. It sounds like we're in remember. bed. Yeah, dude, we, uh, like, beforehand, we had this joke where you guys were like, it's not going to come back. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And just guys kept on telling me it wasn't. And then we're all sitting together. And then it was announced to come back. And now here we are. Dude, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> and at the other end of the spectrum, from the Robbo Report, it's Robbo. Hey. Now... For those listening, the video we couldn't get the video going to record. It's having some glitch, so we just this don't is bring just, us into this. You couldn't get the video going. Oh god! <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I feel like Robbo is going to be very hard on me this episode because he feels so nervous about being nice in front of Corey that he's going to take out his um, Robbo ness on me. So just. 
But this is so disturbing. So, because we're not videoing, Robbo has revealed his face to us, Sebastian Shaw style. And it is so disturbing because I've done so many podcasts with Robbo and I've just found out, and it explains a lot, he records his podcasts standing up. That's right, Steele. It's, it's so... It looks like you're ready to start me. Yes! <laughs> Doing yeah. things. How are you doing, Robbo? So good to talk to you, buddy. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm a little bit cold. <laughs> you look a bit cold. Yeah, it's cold down here. Uh, I, I record my podcast stuff in my garage, so mm. it's not heated. It's insulated, not heated. Now and, uh, I'm just a couple days away from going to Galaxy's Edge for the first time. Oh. So I'm trying to get myself into the Star Wars spirit. I, I hope you're referring to Galaxy's Edge, Florida. Oh yes. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. Yeah. Right. It would it right. would just shatter my heart into a, a thousand pieces, like the mask of Darth Vader, if uh, I found out you were in California and you weren't getting in contact with me. I would have told you, Steel. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I have a hard time picturing Robo and Disney. Oh, I'm gonna have a blast. I I'm there. I'm high fiving all the cartoon characters. I want I want a picture of you with Mickey Mouse really badly. I'll try to do that. I'll see what I can do. I'd rather one with Goofy. You'd be very pained to tell us apart, but I'll try that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so, going into this, guys, let's have some Clone Wars confessions. How? excited were you going into this today and how much of a, a total Clone Wars fan you are? Like, I, I think I've maybe missed a couple of episodes, so that's how a hardcore fan I am. Um, shark people turned me away. The Netflix season brought me back and I was... I wasn't overly hyped, I, and I think that served me well. How about you, Tom? You, you're, you're, you're a canon junkie, mainline in that canon. Yeah, for the most part, I am. There are parts of Clone Wars that I really, really like, and then there are parts that I just couldn't get behind. There are things that I've seen that I don't remember. But I was excited <laughs> for today because it's new Star Wars. The one thing about Clone Wars is just because there it covers a lot of different characters, locations, groups it skips around and it's some matter more to me than others. Gotcha. What part of it resonates most? Probably things with Anakin and Obi-Wan, the Jedi, um, things like Jar Jar and C-3PO going looking for dresses for Padme uh, and the clones themselves without anyone else. I would Whoa. near the bottom. That happens. Jar Jar and 3PO shop for dresses for the clones. No, for Paddy. But yeah, that was a little teensy bit of an exaggeration. Oh, I was going to say, I I would... That sounds like... I would watch that. There's actually this really good episode that sounds horrible where, like, Jar Jar's, like, hooking up with a girl and Mace Windu's, like, the wingman. Great episode. That, that one's good, but the, the one where C-3PO goes looking for... He does errands... On Coruscant, is that the one where they go, where they go looking for the fruit for the cake? Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. yeah, fruit cake. Uh, Emily, how about you? Um, I had 
never watched the Clone Wars until, I guess, a year and a half or so ago. Whenever I started watching it for my podcast, just because we needed content and that became the content was me watching it. So I, I watched it under not the best circumstances, which was watching like three episodes a week and not really liking them and but feeling like I had to watch everything in order and talk about it which I didn't particularly enjoy doing. Yeah, it's it's better to spread out the not liking of episodes over several weeks, I guess. I don't Well, I guess it, like it well then it becomes a thing of I I have to watch this, so you're already going into the mindset of this is it like I don't even like like when we're talking about shows that I like on the podcast, if I feel like, okay, now I have to watch this because we have to talk about it tomorrow. So it, it automatically goes into the mindset of this is a chore or this is homework. Emily Lynn constantly sticking her finger up at authority. Just have, has no interest in getting told what to do. <laughs> I, I remember when it was, um, it came out weekly and I had to watch it under, um, auspicious methods in Australia. Wink, everyone. Wink. I don't think that's the word you want, but... <laughs> Definitely not. Really? I thought it, was, it, it, it dodged the issue perfectly. But they were always so short and sometimes, if they were in the middle, so inconsequential that I was like, oh, that was was that worth the hassle of what I just went through to get this 23 minutes of, of entertainment? So I, I sort of... I felt like when I rewatched it on Netflix, I enjoyed it more as the, like, binging it, as they say. Hey, fellow kids. Is that what they say, Corey? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Cor- Corey's wearing, a like, like a beanie hat indoors. Wow. So, clearly, he's on to something that we're not. <laughs> Corey, what, what's your Clone Wars status going into this? Um, okay, so, here we go. Um... Well, I mean, first and foremost, as as I've said on your podcast about a thousand times, uh, so I'm sure your listeners are excited to hear this again. Um, Yeah, I mean, The Clone Wars was what really got me into Star Wars. Like, I'd seen the movies already, but then it it just, it was around the perfect timing, I guess, for me to, it was the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in theaters, first and foremost. Um, And so that got me hooked on it, and then I watched it weekly. And, um, I mean... In terms of like story arcs and things I care about the most with it, I lean a lot towards the clone story arcs. I love the war element to it, uh, especially stuff like Ambara and whatnot. Um, I love stuff with Ahsoka, with the Jedi, with Maul. Uh, and it's just, I feel like the show broke a lot of ground in animation as well that we hadn't seen before, especially for a you know 22 minute show on Cartoon Network. It was just constantly getting better and better. Um, there's no denying that there's some episodes in there, uh, that are not great. Um, I recently did a rewatch of it and noticed them a lot more this time around, uh, in terms of the standalone episodes. But I mean, once you get past those, I feel like it's just consistently good. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, the show is my favorite star Wars out of anything else. Corey, how old were you when you first start when it, when it came out? That's exactly what I I was going to ask. Yeah, I think I was nine. Oh, when okay. It first came out. Yeah, so so you were as old as my son is now when the show came out. Yeah, yeah. That is inc- I am an old old man. It's <laughs> <laughs> going to go. Yeah, I I I, I, I did. 
It really did happen at the perfect timing, for sure. Robbo is utilizing the media of the video screen so well. He just did the escalator out of the screen trick. It was... A born entertainer, I feel, I feel like we've given you too much power with this extra dimension. <laughs> I, I, I'd be so concerned if, if it, like, we had some 3D filter and you were constantly like shooting like bow and arrows into the, into the window. <laughs> um, Robbo. How much of a Clone Wars fan were you going into this? <laughs> like I was, I ha- I was aware of the Clone Wars. Oh no! I, I had seen. Uh, I'd watched a few episodes, <laughs> but the, 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 here's the here's what happened to me, Phil. So. I uh, sat down today to watch this episode. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch the new uh, season seven of the Clone Wars series. And I I turn it on and I'm watching it and I'm like live tweeting this episode. And I'm like, this looks terrible. This looks old and terrible and bad. And I'm describing the plot to you. It's like a planet with like six Wattos living on it. And like they decide to like base their entire foreign policy on whether Yoda can beat like a bunch of Urkel bots. <laughs> And, and and you guys are like that's that's the first episode of the show. Dude. <laughs> I didn't realize that Disney Plus was like it had a graphic up there where it says like Clone Wars final season yellow on black right. And I'm like so I just click play and it takes me back to episode one. So uh, I you, did watch. Yeah. You guys have no idea how mad I am at Steele and Tom because they're the ones in the DM group when we were talking about this that told him he was watching the wrong episode. And this would have been an amazing recording. I agree with that 100%. That would have been awesome if you never knew. Angry at myself. I I watched like most of that episode before before I found that out. And I'm glad I did because I was judging it like this is the best they can do in like the year of our Lord 2020. Like this is no, it came out like 2008. It, it, I would not be being fair to the show um, if if I were. But yeah, that was a rough one because when I started watching the show before I stopped watching the show, I did it like a true fan in like uh, in timeline, in universe, chronological order. So. I watch whatever the chronologically first one was. And so I didn't see this one yet because it must happen later. Uh, but then I, then I watched this one. I watched uh, The Bad Batch, which is the episode title. Am I right? D- yes. Please tell me that's <laughs> <Yes>. the <this. Okay. laughs> All right. Thank you. Everybody's looking at me like. Why'd, why'd you keep saying Artui? <laughs> All episode. I um, I'm sorry, but I I feel like it wouldn't. We we had to have got him onto the original episode. Yeah, I mean onto the one he was meant to watch. Otherwise, he he'd just be would, talking about the Wattos yeah, yeah. the whole time. It wouldn't be fun. Yeah. So you hadn't well, seen yeah. any Clone Wars prior. This was the first time. No, that I, I had seen. I had I had watched. Um, I got like a list of like you know okay. these are the Clone Wars episodes to watch. Like if you don't like these, yeah, yeah. like the series. And I watched them, and I thought um, the ones I watched were not bad. Like, I feel like I'm kind of – I don't like the 
like stylistically, the show does not appeal to me. Like I feel mm. like uh, Count Dooku's face looks like a tiki mug. Oh, there's no, def- yeah, there's no denying that it's bad. It his, is his weird. It's it just good. really disturbing. Like nobody's face is that. Like his face, beard included, is the size of his entire torso. Like the, the <laughs> length of it, mm-hmm. it is freakish and weird. And nobody in the show is like, what happened? What what happened to you? <laughs> Like, what, he what? he looks more like a monster in that than Christopher Lee does in any of the Hammer horror movies that he did. Yeah, there's no comparison. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, so, but um, God, I think that it was like a good for me. It was like it seemed like a like a quality Saturday morning kind of kids show. Like animation wise, it was. It's like, look, there, like, you can go see, like, whatever Despicable Me 5 or whatever comes out this year. That's more fluid animation. That looks better, but that's a theatrical budget. So it's hard for me to really compare. Yeah. The, the characters do seem a little stiff and weird to me. Um, yeah, I was talking about it with Hawes today, and he was like, like, this is his favorite Star Wars animation style. And I'm far more Rebels. I, I found, like, the the polygon heads or whatever, the sort of chiseled jaws of everyone a little bit. Ugh. And, um, yeah, the Rebels one, I just it, it, it was just more to my taste. I, I thought Resistance was going to be my most favourite, but then I found it too, like, goofy in, like, its animation tone or something. I, I, I don't know. But, um, Corey... Their, their bodies... Seem, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, no, go... go. No, nothing, nothing, nothing important. Okay, all right. So, out of all your Star Wars days, Corey, like like going to see new films and stuff, does this, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm just trying to gather how important this is to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bigger than a movie? Yeah. Okay. 100%. Because um, you guys just did um, a review with a few of your mates on the, the mm-hmm. Kessel Run transmissions, and it was all sort of guys your age. And I got to watch it for about 20 minutes. And you were all like sort of in like a Skype group hug of just like, <laughs> we did it, guys. We did it. We, we, we soldiered through. We were true believers um, I, I yeah. like, and that's well, what I, I was before I even watched it. I saw your reaction, how happy you were, and I was just like, "Okay, I think that made me more enthusiastic for it." Because I was like, "This dude oh, is good. stoked!" Like, uh, so is is does this rate like going into a film compared to this? Like, say in December, you had a chance to watch this early, or the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, dude, I would pick this any day. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know a little bit of insider info about what Corey thinks of the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> oh, no, I mean before knowing what was in the film. You can't, you can't use that. Yeah, to... I, no, I think, I think you and me actually had this. Was it you and me that talked about this? Or maybe it was, I forget, because I, I know I said this on a podcast before. But, yeah, honestly, like... I would have picked Clone Wars any day. I think it's it's something that, you know, it's I guess my version of whatever you guys started with with Star Wars, whatever your guys' version of Star Wars, you know, was like. That that's Clone Wars for me, and uh, you know, it's it has I have a more uh, emotional tie to it because 
through Clone Wars, I met like some of my best friends. And so there's a lot connected with it. Um, it's the show, um, you know, especially getting to meet the cast through the it's just been like I've been consistently in it. So some 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 uh, yeah, ca- I would- some cast members you've met too many times. Oh yeah, we've yeah. <laughs> Some cast members have a specific number of feet in which you cannot get any closer. No, oh, I I believe that one hundred percent. No, no, that's not true. Corey is not like that. Everybody, that is a bad joke. Um, it but it kind of in, it was an inspirational to you, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it's I wouldn't have had the YouTube channel or got into the community at all. Um, I started uh, my YouTube channel in twenty thirteen. And it was just called the Wolfpack Podcast, which was based off of like a unit of clone troopers in the show called the Wolfpack that Filoni made. So, yeah, I mean, the show is why I'm talking to you guys right now. So it's kind of crazy to to think about it that way. But, yeah. So if nothing else, like as much as I uh, anything bad I say about the show going forward, yeah. please know that I would not will the show into non-existence because I would not know Corey. If not there for this show, because I would, how would I have ever come in contact with you? Well, never. Happen. None of us. Huh. I well, maybe. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being the mean one this time. All right. No, I just too. like like Corey is one of my favorites. Let us, but I need wow. for me to know someone like Corey. I need a decent excuse. Like our ages are quite different. Like, like it's like, like <laughs> what am I going to tell my wife? It's like, who are you talking? Oh, I'm talking to my little inf- internet buddy Corey on Skype. Nothing. It's fine. It's normal. <laughs> so I'm like, he's not twelve, Steel. <laughs> oh man, it was funny though because when I started um, doing the Wolfpack for the first time, I did have people on. And still are with me in the group that that were significantly older, and they always said the same thing. They're like, "Yeah, this is like the only way we can sort of explain to people." I don't know if that means it's been muted or for paused or what, but I think it's still going. Okay. I think it's still going. He just left. <laughs> yeah, Steel <laughs> just left. This is the power of Steel rushing yeah. a song again. Yeah, he just realized the age difference and got real freaked out. And- He's just straight up laughing. He was. It's like, oh, Corey's not the 12-year-old one. Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm sorry, but we cannot talk. (laughs) It was not. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, so I I absolutely love the show. Also, like, I think something that went hand-in-hand with the show is, like, Hasbro put out this action figure line, and at the time, they literally got me at the perfect age to, to get all in on that. And... So that was also my kind of Star Wars merchandise experience. Um, and my favorite character in all of Star Wars is literally uh, a character named Clone Trooper Fives that we see throughout the uh, the show. He's he's number one. So nobody, uh, everyone's always shocked when I say that. Um, no one was more shocked than D. Bradley Baker when I told him that. So <laughs> he, he must have assumed that he was number five. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I I don't think I've ever been more uh, personally insulted on any in any Star Wars book than when I saw I think it was oh, was it 
Lords of the Sith, they, they cough the entire way through. <laughs> I was not happy about that, and they meant fives. They called him what? Sorry, you glitched out a little bit. I a clone bit. trooper named 666 who just was too hot for the show. Like, you no, know, they call them sixes. Oh. <laughs> like... I can't. Like, as a mistake that nobody caught? Yeah. Or like, as a, okay, I thought yeah, maybe it was like an insult or a joke, but... I, I thought it no, was... No, it was yeah. just... It was just... Yeah, I guess it was the same in the audiobook, too, and I remember just flipping through it and being like, who is that? And then I made the connection that he meant five. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, uh, but in in yeah. true Star Wars fashion, surely they they like there's a separate Wikipedia, like Wikipedia entry where it's like, no, like Sixes has been made into his own character. Dude, maybe, honestly, maybe he is. <laughs> why wouldn't they? Like, we just had this whole thing. Like, I just listened to uh, today the episode of the uh, year by year mm. with uh, Steel and our boy Hawes. Um, they were talking about the what was it? Some weird name that the comic strip, the newspaper strip, gave for Luke's parents. Oh, Tan. Like, you know, yeah, where somebody retroactively went back and was like, "Oh, Tan was actually there's like a legitimate reason for this mistake." And like that oh. is the essence of Star Wars canon, right there. Like, even <laughs> though it's now, hey, hey Corey, do you like, know what a Tan is? No. Clearly not. I can see his face. But you love Anakin Skywalker, yeah? Yeah. He's one of the only two Tans in Star Wars history. King Tom, Mm. my liege. Who's the other Tan? I am drawing a blank right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know something that King Tom doesn't. I'm doing the... I'm doing that. Oh thing. my god! We should never have. Congratulations, given... Robbo. The video is the too much one. for Robbo. So yeah, so it was like Tan was like the name of Luke Skywalker's mum. It seems like in this like comic strip in the newspaper, and to like explain it, they made it like it's an award given to like the best pilots, and the wife of the best pilot gets called Tan as well. It's it's a magic bit of retconning. It's amazing. So Anakin wow. Skywalker is a tan. You know, okay. sometimes it's okay to just say, hey, we screwed this thing up and it doesn't match anymore. And that's fine. It's still real to me, Emily. No. no. It's no, still real to that. me. Hey, now, Corey. All canon or none of canon. Fill us in. They put yeah. up this whole episode as an animatic like in 2015 yeah. or tell it like, so yeah. how much of the, so, so was none of this a surprise to you or su- like how, how much had you seen in animatic form? Okay. So yeah. Celebration Anaheim in 2015, um, as a tribute to Clone Wars, um, the writers and the directors that worked on this particular arc, um, did a whole panel showing the animatics of all four episodes. And, um, yeah, they this episode does differ quite a bit from the first uh, animatic. It's it's not as um, it has a darker tone to it now. It, before it was a little more, I don't want to say yeah, it was more campy. And this is a lot more. This is a lot darker. This is supposed to take place right after uh, Rex loses fives, and so he's kind of in this emotional six six or six <laughs> is according to yeah, Lords of the Sith. Um, it's supposed to be kind of a, a darker storyline for him now of not trusting people as much. And so they definitely changed that uh, 
for example, in the episode when he talks to Anakin, that dialogue was completely changed uh, where he hides that he thinks Echo's alive. Uh, him and Anakin have a whole dialogue about that. So they're clearly setting up this distance between those two characters now. Um, but yeah, so stuff like that, like there was you know dialogue changes, there's scene changes. It's not one-to-one at all. Um, but yeah, it was. There was moments that I already knew, and I, to be honest, I kind of forget most of what happens because I only saw it that one time at that panel. And watching animatics are rough, and I fell asleep, so I'm not too sure. Um, <laughs> oh, so they didn't have it on the website or anything? Because didn't they, they have do. like? Oh, yeah, they do. No, we can watch it on YouTube. The um, so they didn't like they did like new animatics for this version. Like they started from scratch, but with a similar story. Is that right or no? Um, no, it's, they used, they used those animatics and just added in new scenes. So, I mean, they didn't start over, but they definitely had to put a lot oh, more okay. work into it. Cause I was thinking it'd be yeah. ironic if they started again, then it got canceled and then they showed like a second batch of animatics like at the next celebration of, of the cancelled Clone Wars and just the, the trauma that you'd be in. Oh, dude, honestly, when I refreshed, uh, you know, the, the page at 3 and then it was like 3.05 and it wasn't up, I kind of thought they did cancel it again because there was nothing <laughs> up at that time. I was ready. What did you, did you watch it on, your, like, a computer screen, a TV or a phone? Or all three at once? Oh. Well, since I did the... <laughs> well, yeah, since I did the reaction for it, I just used my, my laptop to do it. Um, that's how I do it. So Okay. All right. And, yeah, and where... So, so, in the timeline, has mm-hmm. there been episodes after this? Like, that, that have been shown? Yes. No. Okay. So, we're at... This is the... The, the latest Clone Wars action we've gotten in the yeah. timeline. Because mm-hmm. I find that jumping around, like, hey, we all love yeah, that, that, that crazy eccentric billionaire, George Lucas, but order, order. So when you get to season four, that's when it stops. There's no more. Ah. Um, everything from season four on is, is in the correct order. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I've, this is right after season six. Um, but it's weird because like this was supposed to be originally the start of the the seventh season, and then we're gonna have eight seasons, and so like Siege of Mandalore coming up was gonna be the the kind of the grand finale. So this is like way off in the timeline, uh, you know, between the two going forward. There's gonna be a big gap there. Uh, but like, since they're making story changes, I think they're gonna connect it closer, and that's why we're seeing that happen. Now, um, it opens with, uh, I think, with Echo. No, with Fives, looking at that picture, right? Is that how it opens? No, it opens with no, uh, uh, um, Anakin and, and Mace Windu. They have a little discussion. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, mm-hmm. I, I, enjo- I think I enjoyed it being an all-clones thing because it eased me back into the animation, like, Anakin's head just is really, I don't think it's like, I feel like it's a, a, a cartoon character wearing a cheap, like, Halloween mask of Anakin Skywalker. Like, it, I don't, 
it's too rigid for mm. me. So I, the, having all the clones sort of um, made it easy for me to sort of to ease in to the animation style. So mm. this guy Echo, right? That yeah. he, he's like he's looking at the picture and it's very poignant. And as I was watching it, I was like, it could just be a scene for twenty two minutes of this guy looking at these clones that he's lost pulling faces and grumbling and Corey be like that was the best episode that was that was a a moving piece a moving piece of drama so what happened to echo what what do we know actually that was my favorite scene in the whole episode uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even kidding because it's it's a yeah when when there hasn't been a lot of things in TV and movies that have made me like really sad when, when a character dies, but when fives died, yeah, that messed me up because that was like my favorite character. How'd he die? Him and that wasn't great. Um, well, f- well, well, echo, well, fives or echo. Who do you want to know first? No, wait, is, is fives dead or? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm totally what confused now. The, Who's the dude looking at the picture? Tell the difference. <laughs> I, I think I'm making this worse. <laughs> I'm confusing you. What That's why I difference? liked when the Bad Batch turned up because I'm just like, yep, awesome. I know who all these dudes are. Like, I can't remember people's <laughs> face tats. I have learnt when I see someone with face tats not to make eye contact. So whenever these clones with face tats come on the screen, I'm like, yeah, don't make a big deal about their face tat. Just, just look. Look at something else. So, all yeah. right. So, who's the dude looking at the picture? Rex. Rex. All right. Yeah. What makes Echo? Rex Echo's the guy that they think clones. at the end is alive. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. What happened to Echo? Echo um, in season three, when we see the the character uh, Evan Peel for the first time, we see Tarkin for the first time. Um, he's the clone that gets blown up when you see uh, there's like this turret and he gets blown up and you, they pan over to his helmet as it's smoking. We also see Echo uh, throughout the seasons in a couple of episodes. He's one of the core clones with Rex. I will say that. Echo has always kind of been like a one-dimensional character to me. I've never really, you know, like Echo and Fives were introduced together to be a part of the 501st in season one. And Fives was a very well-developed character, but Echo died or supposedly died way too early on, so they didn't develop him. So he did uh, supposedly die um, in those season three episodes called The Citadel. And uh, I, it, he should be dead. Um Hundred percent. This should not be a, a question, but I so, guess not. So, if I was like a hardcore Clone Wars fan, mm-hmm. and with my take on Star Wars, I should be mm-hmm. kind of annoyed that this guy's coming back because he had a pretty conclusive explosion. Um, I mean, when he when when the explosion happens, you see his helmet smoking. You never see a body. But you see the helmet, and it's, it's, it's to survive something like that would, would I think, take a lot. But yeah, I mean, like it, it felt like he was cut in half or anything. <laughs> right, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, that nobody comes back from. Once exactly. you've been bisected, 
It's exactly. over. Right? I can't no, wait a... for a clone with spider legs. I'm so yes. excited. So what is the difference between these clones? Because I now when we get like the, the dude force or whatever they were who showed up in this one, I could tell the <laughs> difference because they looked different. Hey, Robo, yeah. what is you know, they're clones, right? Yes, I am aware of that. So I'm very curious as to what makes Echoes different from Fives, different from Rex. I can tell you. Oh, I can tell you for sure. Like, here's the thing. Here we go. Um, like, you know, the character of Fives, for example, right? Um, you you really have to sit down, I think. I'm going to help you. I promise. Uh, I'll, he I'll really does. You. You're right, Corey. He really does have to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, wise beyond your years, Corey. <laughs> Listen, with with the clones, it doesn't. You don't get personalities with them really until like season four. The first couple of seasons, it's very difficult, even for me, to care. Um, but then when you get into season four, uh, you get this really powerful arc with Fives and Rex and this battalion of clones. And D. Bradley Baker, who voices the clones, he plays each of them differently. So, you know, Fives has more of an attitude that's he doesn't like what's going on with the war. Rex is more about orders. You know, he plays all of them very differently. Some of them have deeper voices than the others. Fives, for example, he has a tattoo on his head that has a five on it. He, it's it's pretty noticeably different than Rex. Um, they just have distinctive personalities and. I, I did get the difference in haircuts and face tats. I yeah, did appreciate well, yeah, that's, that. That's I fair. could not pick up on the difference in like their voices because they all have that genetically New Zealand accent. Yeah. Well, it's. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's... Corey, could you, mm-hmm. if you like, if you had your eyes closed, can you tell the difference in the voices? Yeah, of course you can. No, I wish we should do that. And we don't need. We all believe you. Take, <laughs> take the Pepsi challenge. The <laughs> because, I mean, for me, ahead. part of the problem is even in like a regular TV show with a large cast, I have trouble remembering names. Mm. So when they're clones and they and there's different names, like I get, I I, I know that they. Uh, they have distinct personalities and like I, I recognize the names and I can play, put it together. But when I just see them on screen, it's very hard for me to like, oh, that's track who's who when there's like six different people on that are all clones. I, that's why I, I have actually, the face tattoos. It's <laughs> like, I actually have an interesting, uh, not personal story about this, but somebody I know through somebody I know um, worked at LucasArts. Uh, during the the era where the uh, what was it called like the Republic Commando game came out? Oh yeah, okay. which I think predates this show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this came out I think in two thousand four. He, he was a writer who had been at Lucas uh, Arts for a long time. A writer who had done a lot of very popular uh, Lucas Arts adventure games, mm-hmm. di- you know, like dialogue and jokes. And he was, I'm not, at, I don't, I haven't been like cleared to to put this person's <laughs> name out there, but. This is one of the writers who is working on the the Republic Commandos game, okay. and he had this big issue where he was like, "How can I make a story about a bunch of identical characters who can't?" And he he pitched this idea to to Uncle George, probably via index card, which is maybe how he did things at that time, where he was like, "What if we were trying to to 
tell a story about how, despite the clones being clones of a single human being, they were developing their own personalities and their own eccentricities. Right. And kind of coming into their own. And we make the story about that kind of how like the, the true human spirit is not genetic. It's more like ineffable than that. And he puts that before uncle George and uncle George shoots him down cold. No, they're all the same. And this guy got, he says uh, he came really close to uh, writing a response index card, (laughs) (laughs) which you do not do to Uncle George unless you want to be fired tomorrow. Oh, Um, but he didn't do it. But he was like, I felt like I had to question him on this because that is the opposite of what any good storyteller would say. Sure. Looking back at it, I feel like this was just uh, Uncle George's way of saying, no, we're saving that. Not necessarily that he had this series in mind, but he was concerned that, no, we want to make sure that when we get to episode three, which I don't think came out yet, right? Mm -hmm, right. Republic Commando was before episode three. He didn't want people to be thinking about these clones having kind of autonomy, in any way because they had to like like this the, the, somebody had to flip the uh the murder switch in their brains and they would immediately start murdering people and you had to buy that so he, i think he just didn't want to contradict that well what's but, interesting about what you're saying with the those particular group of commandos is when the game came out they did actually have distinct personalities so i'm interested to see if maybe they went back on that idea or if they I don't know, because, yeah, they definitely are not... I think they're actually even all voiced by different people. Um, I don't believe it's the same guy voicing all of them. So that's interesting. I think that, that for practical purposes, they would almost have to, because it would mm. be really hard to tell them apart. Otherwise, is that a theme of the game, though? I honestly have not played it. You, you can still yeah. get it for your PC. But I just remember that story, is that the guy kind of like, I'll work on something else instead. Yeah, I know the theme is very much um, how they're distinctively different from each other and how they have their own personalities and their own set of traits that that separates them from one another. Like, the Bad Batch is very much based off of... um, That's why I was asking, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yep. I I do wonder if somebody just decided, well, it's not really like George is going to pay much attention to this anyway. So if we don't ask him and we just do it, he's never going to know. He was too yeah. busy looking at the uh, dailies on that giant iguana. Wah! <laughs> 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 Harry sometimes makes a noise like that big iguana. No. And I, I, I think it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the end of my person. Like, not even my story. It's some, some person who knows a person I know. That's it. Hey, uh, but Corey, going back to like Attack of the Clones... Are these characters mm-hmm. like have they been like backdated or retconned to be in that movie at all? Like, is can you like are any of those like have they? Oh, that's that's fives. That's or or is it like a new set of troopers that came later on? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like- they did. Um, they did retcon some of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they there's a couple clones in there that they've recently came out so this it's this commander from clone wars or i I don't 
I actually don't like that because most of the clones that they they rebrand as Clone Wars characters never were to begin with, and they don't look anything like like the armor they have on the Clone Wars or whatnot. But no, like characters like Fives and all of them that were really main characters, main clones in the series, were never uh, put in the movies. What about the guy? I remember um, when I was watching uh, Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. there was a guy who like Anakin decided like, no, I've got to save him. And he like yeah. dive bombs out of the sky to like save this like anonymous guy. Yeah. Is that one of the guys from the cartoon? Yes. Who is it? It's, it's a very, he's only in like a couple episodes. Falsy. His name is, um, <laughs> he's like, his, Oh no. He's always falling out of stuff. I'll save you, Phil. <laughs> You're the one that made Padme run so weird. How dare you? Mm. His name's oddball. Okay, so that's pretty cool then that they could like because in the movie it didn't make a lot of sense. You're like, yeah, you watched like twelve of these guys die before you ate breakfast this morning. Like, you why why do you care about Phil? Right. But it's, if it's Oddball, then <laughs> no, I'm not, like it's it makes no, it, yeah, it's it, a good it's, thing that the cartoon can do. Hey, yeah, it, for sure. Tom, had had you watched those animatics beforehand? I saw parts of one of them, but then for some reason I decided not to. Not to watch the rest of it. Yeah. I could tell they were putting together a, a good story, but just, I don't know, at the time I didn't want to spend my time watching it. I figured I'd watch it some other time, and then, you know, a year or two ago we heard Clone Wars was coming back. I said, well, I'll keep it a surprise for myself. I'm kind of <laughs> glad I did, because, like I, like Corey said, I understand there were some differences in the two stories. But at the same time, I'm, I'm glad I didn't spoil the whole story. Or the, yeah, the way it was going. Move. That's awesome. Now, how many were the were animatics for this whole series up, or was it just the first few episodes, just this arc? It was um, this arc and then uh, another one that featured Anakin and Obi-Wan. So only two um, had come out. I have to say, it, it's nice because usually with Star Wars stuff, a lot of people will talk about things openly on Twitter and I'm not seeing much of that. I have seen some tweets sharing screenshots of today's episode, but I'm not saying people go, oh, what's going to happen next episode is this, this, and this. Right. Tamir like Morrison right. dies. Again. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> again and Sorry. again. He's already Sorry. dead. <laughs> Stop it. He's already you jumped dead. off his head in the last movie. <laughs> Hey Corey, on the um on the animatics, did it have the fortune cookie? Yeah, but it was different. Uh, do you know what it said? I think it, it it was like from Filoni. He just said thank you, Clone Wars fans, and that was the the fortune cookie for God, that. Breaking the fourth wall on the animatics. Yeah, indeed, he did. Okay, interesting. Good old Trapper Wolf out there <laughs> for all of us sinners. So um. Corey, do, do you have a, 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 a like a pricey of the story, or should I just run with what I've got off the internet here? Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, which one is it? I, oh, I can talk about it. I know. The story. Or do you want me? I, I'll, I'll just you, you chime in. Uh, this is um, a, a review I've gotten off, or a, a recap I've gotten from CNET.com, which is I could recap it for you if you want. <laughs> All right, you go for it. Go for it, Corey. Are we starting in the beginning of the episode? Yes. All right, great. So, yeah, so, so, so do it sort of like scene by scene so we can have a, uh, a little bit of discussion if we need. Sure. 
Uh, well, yeah, so the episode starts out, obviously, with the Clone Wars logo. It is the new logo, which is kind of cool, because they didn't know. <laughs> they didn't, uh... Yeah, I'll come back on that. So, uh... I, I do have to say, though, the Clone Wars, I have to go watch one of the other episodes. It The logo did seem remarkably crisp on my television screen. Mm. Maybe because like, I'd always watched it on like uh netflix in australia and it wasn't like the the feed wasn't so good uh, yeah i'll have to watch one on disney plus um an old one but yeah it was and that that opening shot of um like the battles and stuff was yeah. uh very crisp is, mm-hmm. is that like for you like a, a a big jump forward in animation yeah i mean it was it's different um the, the opening shot was way different. The way it was edited together was not how it usually is. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, so in terms of story, like you said earlier, we jump right into you know Mace Windu and Anakin sort of going over this battle tactic. And one thing that I think is cool about this particular arc is this seems to be a battle that's been drawn out for months and months and months, and no one's the separatists are winning at this point. So Anakin and Windu are talking about how to, what, what they can do. And Rex obviously comes in and has an idea. And, and that's that, uh, he thinks that the separatists have his algorithm, which, uh, echo helped him put together. He doesn't mention echo at all in the briefing. Um, but they can tell something's up. And so, uh, Mace sends Rex and, uh, Cody to, uh, infiltrate, uh, a base for the separatists on that planet. And uh, Rex and Cody have a conversation about what they're going to do. And that's where Rex tells Cody in confidence that he believes Echo's alive because, which is a weird thing to jump to, but uh, he believes Echo's alive because the algorithm is live and active. And that's how the separatists are winning. Um, And these, this is obviously like battle tactics and whatnot that they have that he's, that he's put together, uh, which is, is obviously extremely bad for them to have, because that's literally all the planning that they uh, they do. Hey, I, I've just got a, a bit of a canon question. Maybe Tom can uh, weigh in on this. I, a few of them have got the little slit above their eye. So have they cut out their little um, Kameen and Chip? Is that what's going on there? I don't think so, Corey. Not yet, no. Okay, uh, I'm sure I saw yet. some that had, like, scars above... Look- I thought it was on this in that one episode from season six. I thought it was from the side of the head. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe someone just had a scar that was trying to um, do that. That 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 guy with the imperial cog just like all over his head is. I just every time he was on the screen, I was like, "That'd be a lot of time at the space tattooist." That would oh be- yeah, that, that's that's uh, his name is Jesse. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get that from the, from the ink. Um, the, the one thing about this episode, the planet they're on, specifically the base, we see that in Rebels, don't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yep. yep this uh, was uh, in season one. Oh, is that like the ghost base where they have to run in and there's like some monster or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No way. Yep. Wow. Do we yeah. find out how the planet got like that? Because it's, from what I remember, the there are like meteorites or asteroids flying floating all around. 
Are we supposed to find out how it got that way? Is that part of the story? I don't think so. I think they just kind of abandoned the base, and over time it gets... Okay. Yeah, and, and actually those creatures that we see in Rebels um, are in this episode. They're kind of in the background running around, so... What are they called, like pterodocs or something? Some... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. they got some some yeah. very scary name. But continue with the story, Corey. Yeah, so uh, at this point, you know, Fives is telling Cody about how he's lost a lot of brothers, Fives, Echo, Heavy. These these were all um, people he, you know, people he trained. Cody talks about bringing in a uh, new Clone Force 99, which is a nod to, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, the older clone that gets shot down. He's kind of defective. He's, he's a janitor. Older, the janitor, yeah. Um, this is a big nod to him. Also, uh, because I was mm-hmm. like confused that they were, I, I think I was making up headcanon that was so wrong because they're defective yeah. clones and they're 99, which is 66 upside down. So I was sort of like, oh, they're the ones that are not going to obey Order 66. So we call them Group 99. Guys, I feel like wow, I'm putting together the like pieces. Alex Jones shit you're getting into here. <laughs> yeah, Don't you think it makes sense, though, Emily? Don't you think it makes sense? I mean, if they had done that on the show, I would have been like, I can't. That's so dumb. I can't even like, believe it. I didn't say it was a good idea. It was just like... I just like that you just like you somehow projected that onto the show as something that had like been told to you. Well, listen, sixty six is when you think of numbers and clones. There's five o first and sixty six. They're the two main numbers that are attributed to clones. And then you've got this new group that's like that. One of them, the most evil number. Upside down. So I was just like, oh, is that like some like nod to that? Guys, I, I can't wait until they come out with the 105th and see what Steel comes up with for that. <laughs> they're evil. They're bad. Or they're good. Because the 501st turned out to be bad, didn't they? Like at the end. Like, aren't they the ones that marched up and killed all the kids? Well, I mean, they're, I mean, they're the entire, every clone legion gets the switch and none of them are inherently evil. They just. Uh, I mean, aren't they getting? Them- aren't they being brain controlled? Yeah, yeah. It's and also, all- quite frankly, they were a conscripted clone army, and the Jedi have no problem just sending them all out to die. So yeah, screw the, it. The Jedi are really. I'll be honest. Like the Jedi are pretty dumb because, you know, when they basically uncover. Order 66 in the show, and they just completely are oblivious to it. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think Corey and Robbo have found some common ground here. <laughs> That's exactly Because, first of all, they're like, hey, this mystery army that we don't know who paid for it, we don't know why it's there, and yet, we'll, yeah, we'll lead the, these uh, battle slaves into yeah. war. Yeah, well, by all means. And then they find out later, yep. there's like, <laughs> they've been programmed to do something, but we don't know what it is. Yeah, and well, then, we'll like, just we'll just like see how this plays out. Why not? D- I mean, during like, the Yoda what? arc, a couple episodes after that, they figure out that it was uh, the Sith that ordered the clones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like and then there's like there's that uh, Thrawn novel that came out a couple years ago where they find out that oh, oh somebody commissioned like a bunch of lightsaber proof clone armor. 
<laughs> What's up with this? Yeah. And then Anakin Skywalker's like, we better destroy these farmers. <laughs> oh, hi, Jerry. Jerry's here to say hey. Hey, Tom, like, what do you reckon in, in canon, right? There's, they've got these defective clones. Do you think, like, the Republic got a discount on those ones from the Kaminans or what? I don't think that counts as part of the million, but I thought they said something about they were mutated. On yeah, they're, they're modified clones. They're, so that's so maybe they had to pay more. extra. Yeah. I mean, you want were, the perfect they... team for Team Fortress 2. You got these guys showing up. <laughs> they are Team Fortress 2. But, um, yeah. that's, uh, th- but I thought they said in the episode that they were irregular and that they were like they were messed up. It's like I these are it like. Was... Yeah, I thought it was that they were like like genetic malformations it's just that they just happen yeah. to be beneficial ones so they went right. oh you guys are screwed up in a good way so right we'll we won't like you throw you here. into the incinerator or whatever they do with them like mm-hmm. i can see you get that, the impression yeah. that they're like some clones that are like those carrots that are like two carrots stuck together oh. and you're just like oh what do we do oh my god what do we uh well, throw them into the cgi ocean just go away well this this little bit of canon with the the, the 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 group of ninety nine or whatever they were called. What what are they called? Posse ninety nine or something? Yeah, Clone Force ninety nine. Clone yeah. Force ninety nine. Wow. Um how they're like a defective clones like I then started thinking about if all those clones of um all those copies or whatever they were of Snoke on Exegol if like there was a group of them that were all based on characters from like army film cliches and there was like 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 the sharp suit of snoke and the the snoke with muscles and i'm just picturing the charles bronson snoke he's like take that ridiculous mask off <laughs> i do want to see one with the Ram- rambo bandana the bad <laughs> snoke yeah or, tough, okay. like kurt russell snoke <laughs> the bandana like Whoa, the stupidest idea ever like I thought it was rad, but it, the blatant movie cliches that came out of that ship to reveal themselves. It's like, I'm big and I like to lift off. I'm in a bad mood, but I'm a good shooter. Like, I was just waiting for them to say the guy with the glasses was called Professor. And I was like, oh, no, they called him Tech. I guess that's a that's like calling the guy. I don't know. It's just like I just it was weird. It was very it's like, OK, so Corey. Yeah. Once upon a time that we call the 1970s, <laughs> there was a movie called the. Are you, are you a 77er? Before the 70s. Was it the 60s? When was the Dirty Dozen out? Was it like 69, maybe? Yeah, it was around the turn of the decade. Have you seen the Dirty Dozen? No. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's fine. I, I feel, really have. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, like I feel like, like I've seen it, but I can't remember it. Well, do you remember like the 
principle no. of it, which is like these are like the the crappy soldiers who don't fit in anywhere. We'll make criminals. A, yeah, we're gonna They're like in. Suicide Squad. Right. There's Charles Bronson. There's like Lee Telly Marvin. Savalas. Boss. Telly Savalas is a, is a lunatic. Jim Brown. Uh, yeah, John Cassavetes is in it. Maybe. And um, I get that and Kelly's Heroes mixed up. Yeah, this was definitely darker than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the whole idea. They were, they, they were like the people who could, they were not washouts from basic training. They were just like unprogrammable. Like you could not turn them into like proper soldiers because they were too independent. But they were also really good at just like messing stuff up and like mm-hmm. killing people. And so like, here's what we're going to do. We've got to kill like a chateau or something full of Nazis. We'll send these losers after them. Right. And if they die in the process, who cares? Like they were just going to end up in like military prison anyway. Like they were worthless. Um, and it, it reminded me a lot of that actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they definitely pulled that themes like that into the clones throughout the series. Um, I, I'll be honest, like, I'm not, when I saw the Bad Batch arc for the first time at Celebration in Anaheim, I didn't love them. Um, I feel like, kind of what you brought up earlier, those commandos, the Republic commandos, they could have easily just put those guys in instead of the Bad Batch. I think that would have been ten times better. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad idea, like, I just... I like the idea of like these are mutations in that they're yeah. authentic people who aren't like test tube babies. And it answers a question that the, the episode raises very early on, which is like, how did these robots know exactly what us clones are going to do? Mm. It's like, it's because you're all the same dude. <laughs> of course they know what you're going to do. You're all the same person. Right. There's only one guy they have to figure out. <laughs> At, at the but start, they when they were explaining anything. that, I thought it was like, well, isn't that kind of obvious? Like, if you're playing, like, basketball or football and you've got, like, a play and you keep doing it, it's going to work. That's the other problem, which is, like, their whole, like, we developed all these strategies, like, military strategies, like, in advance. And so when we do them, they somehow know what they are. It's like, this isn't football. Like, this isn't mm. like, oh, we're doing the Statue of Liberty play. That means right. they're going to do this. It's like, no, you develop your plans based on the conditions of whatever, like, you know, fungus planet you happen to be fighting. (laughs) The Separatists have these, I don't know the the official name for them, but they're these strategy droids. And in the one episode of of Rebels, when you have Rex and Kanan and Ezra going up against the battle droids on that one planet, Rex makes it seem like these strategy droids are the one thing you do not want to mess with because you cannot beat them. Right. So why why doesn't the Republic get some of those of their own instead of relying off these clones. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, with, with this bad batch, Corey and how Mm -hmm. like the, the characters are very like, you know, they're they're just like cliches of, of of other war films, which is not, you know, it's fine. Like I actually rather enjoyed it, but I'm wondering with, with how you've grown up with, like like this was your entry point and then you've sort of gotten older and they've brought out more stuff. Do you yeah. sometimes look at like like those characters which like I, I was just imagining when I was watching it, it was like if I was like eleven or twelve, I would think this bad batch uh, just the the raddest, the acest 
the grousest. And other words yeah. I used when I was 12 all the time and I now use ironically. Grouse? Yeah, grouse, buddy. Bloody grouse. And that might be an Australian one. It must be. Okay, all right. Wait, it's it's right up there with Milk Bar, man. Dude, wait till you hear our swear words, though. They're some of the best. Um, <laughs> and we know how to use them and use them well. But do you sort of like... So I was at like the perfect age for Ewoks, so I just love them. But then yeah. some, like if there's goofy stuff in the later ones, I sort of have to go, well, if I was like that age, again, I would think that's dope. And you sort of have to accept that in Star Wars. But do you have stuff like that in the Clone Wars where you're sort of just like... I pretty would have loved that when I was like 10 or something. Or is it just all gravy? Yeah, no, there's a couple things that I would say are, and I, I noticed upon rewatching it recently. Yeah, there's definitely a couple gimmicks in there that I think. What in all Clone Wars could mm. tempt you to start an angry YouTube channel? <laughs> oh. Do some oh. car videos, you know what I'm saying? What, you mean like a decision I didn't agree with? <laughs> yeah. Like, just set up the imaginary bookshelf of toys behind you and let it rip, right? Like, let's let's hear it. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, canceling it. Um, <laughs> it doesn't count. But... <laughs> it's a word. Um, <laughs> Corey, that is... Sometimes you are so blazingly on brand that it's terrific. I think I know what Andrew Steele is hoping for. I, I don't even have, like, a... Um, Oh, now that I think about it, I, yeah, now that I, I was, how's that? I still haven't found what I was looking for, bono, quote. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even edging towards that answer. I was just interested from... Cause enough, I, you too. Enough. <laughs> That's two in the sentence. What do you got, Corey? Get angry. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, there's nothing that they really did did that made me feel angry to go on on youtube and be weird um what if you were a bad person Corey? yeah you got to imagine that you're yeah, easily what if you were not a wholesome character who everybody <laughs> enjoys and appreciates like what if you were just bad you just really need some content to put out mm. what are you going to choose like dude this I guess I would say that, uh, you know, maybe to make the storyline even darker, they should have executed Ahsoka at the end of season five to push Anakin towards the dark side. And I would rant about that. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she's also 16. So that'd be really, really, really fucked up. Um, Yeah. But I mean, they already took her away from her parents and like, said, hey, they did. (laughs) did. 16 year old. Like it's it's her life is already essentially over. So yeah, I, I guess that I could would make a lot of sense though. Yeah. What if um, like Ahsoka, like, I don't know, it could actually get even darker from there. And I, in ways I don't probably, yeah, I don't want to go into that, but like I, that, that is, that is interesting. I didn't even think about that. That would yeah. be cool. I, I always thought yeah, it should have been when in rebels, when they were in that temple that it should have been his last, like, like that's it. I'm I'm Anakin Skywalker. He's done mm-hmm. until I find yeah, out I I've got a son. Um, but uh, she got ripped through a, a wacky window or something. Ooh, yeah. Now yeah. that I'll make a YouTube video on. I <laughs> <you that. 
<laughs> King Tom, what, no, do you, could... what, what do you think I'm edging him towards and I wasn't even? How dare you think that of me? Riff Tampson and the Shark People. Yes. Oh. Sharky. What's all, what's everybody's? Uh, I want to get a read on everybody. Uh, Spider Pope. What's what's his thing, dude? That Spider are, are dude. Are you into it or not rips. into it? Love him. He's like furry, and he goes duck 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 duck. Oh, trench. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's a lot creepier in the other episodes. Like this, he was mild. In other ones, he's like, get that thing off my TV. I want to hit my TV with a rolled up newspaper or something. Oh, it, it gets really creepy in the next couple episodes. He does some stuff that's really creepy. Yeah. I- I like the character. I just, that noise drives me insane. Like, it's not as bad as, like, the, the grievous coughing, which I, I have to mute my TV when I was watching him, but I, I don't like the clicking. You mute mm. the TV when he coughs. Ugh. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> I don't but know, it's not like, like I watch it that often, but, like, when I was watching it, I'd be like, no, I can't. I can't deal with it. Mute yeah, the like, TV, like, turn off the closed captions. Like Not like she watches it often, but last November when she was watching it. It's really... <laughs> this, like, the Spider-Pope thing, I don't know. Like, I do like the... This is kind of the Star Wars issue, right? Like, you make it too much like an animal, it sort of throws me off, because it's like, well, why would they look exactly like an Earth animal? But then again, Max Rebo. Like... <laughs> I'm way into that guy, and he's a blue elephant. <laughs> oh, I, I know something. I, I don't like the snakes to talk in the show. I think that's really whack. Like, there's the the one snake that, that Savage has to kill that's taunting him to get to Maul. Oh, um, in, like, the junkyard? Yeah. 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 Right, because yeah, in, in Star Wars, snakes exist. They they used literal snakes on that set for Dagobah. So it's like, you can't right. say like, it's, Oh, it's strange. This is, in this world, snakes are people. It's like, no, they're, yeah. they're snakes. You've seen them. And like, they have this one scene where there's like, there, people are on a train and there's just a snake on a train with a face. And I didn't like that. <laughs> was, was, Mace, was Mace Windu there? <laughs> that would have been great. Good night, everybody. <laughs> what an opera. What a missed opportunity right there. That's what I would rant. I'm on tired of these snakes. <laughs> On this space train. <laughs> Mace Windu, whenever he's in the cartoon, he just bumps, he's so grumpy. Is he yeah. have a good mm-hmm. day in this cartoon? But that Spider Pope, as he's been deemed, huge fan. I like how he's like fuzzy and you can see his little... I just, I, I find him an intrigue. I, I want more of him. Has he ever had an you action figure, Corey? No. <laughs> I wish. I'd How did it. they not make him an action figure? I don't know, dude. It's stupid. Pope Lantula the <laughs> Third. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if that I did. I mean, no disrespect. But no. <laughs> to, to Corey or to or to anybody, Spider. anybody who may be offended, fans of tarantulas, fans of the Pope, Catholics, Corey. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry I'm all around. Continue with the story, uh, Corey. Oh yeah, yeah. So um they you know, they go to infiltrate that base, the gunship gets shot down, Commander Cody gets hurt. All that, of a that, sudden that gunship, the shot mm-hmm. of it getting like scraping against the wall and then like bouncing. Yeah. That's pretty good form. It is, it's very good. Um 
you know, so Cody gets hurt and the one of the characters, his name is Kix. Uh, he's the medic. Now he's been throughout the show as well, one of the clones. You know, he he says he needs help and then we've got Wrecker, which is the big bad batch guy, tosses it over and there's also this uh like now Corey mm-hmm. have is, is there any other character in this cartoon that can lift a starship and flip it over? No. Yoda. So he's not Yo- just yeah. a mutant. Like, he is a superhuman. Yeah, he's he's like the Hulk, basically. Why oh. didn't they just, like, clone him? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, why, why, why are you cloning, like, like, Boba Fett's dad when you could clone this guy now? Because he's got one yeah, bad eye. Know. Uh, I, I could live with that if I could like flip over a school bus with my bare hands. I'd be doing that every day of my life. Yeah, I I did <laughs> find over school buses. <laughs> Look, people have school buses. They need them flipped over. Who's going to do it? Oh, this guy right here. Yeah, no, it's never. That's something that they've never done before. It's it that, that's part of the reason I'm not massively into the in, into these uh, four guys, but. Um, yeah, I mean, so he does his thing. It's the classic action explosion as he's walking Dude. forward with, He even says explosion, right? He's no, like, he says boom. Yeah. 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 When he lifted the gunship, I was like, it just, I just felt like I was watching the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. But, and I was like, eh, whatever. But there was something about the way he said boom. <laughs> I was like. You've got me back, Hulk. You've got me back. I, How did I, he know it was going to explode? Because he's dope. Is the, is the ship <laughs> made of dynamite? Like, why would it do that? I, I have to just to say, no, Corey. Robbo has not seen at any action films ever. He he is not. He doesn't. He thinks ever. He thinks the Rock is a professional wrestler. Interesting. I can smell um, what he's cooking, and what can I say? Like I, so when, when come we on, say, that's the best I can do. That's the best I can do. I didn't get I get nothing for that. Go ahead, Corey. What, what kind of action films are we talking? Uh, I'm just that he's like upset. At, no, it's just that he's upset about that walking off and, and things explode, which is like, like come on, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's what it's all about. Well, yeah, I mean, um. I think uh, I can like I can understand how some people don't like that. Um, it's 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 re- really strange. Um, then we see you know they go into battle. They show what they can do fighting battle droids, and Rex is impressed. But I like the uh, the tension between the regular clones and these guys. Like they keep on calling them regs, and that's I mean I'd be insulted. Um, <laughs> this so. This interaction with the old clones versus these new clones mm-hmm. try arguing about how to handle the cyber center. Yeah. Like that is that has to be a metaphor for Star Wars fans on Twitter, doesn't it? I Probably. I was like <laughs> this is so meta and they're like they they the way they were talking to each other like Oh, we don't we don't normally hang out with you regs, but you're all right. You you help like right. it just seemed like it was a real um it, it was it was very meta. Yeah, no, I, I you could definitely interpret it that way. Yeah. I, I, I thought I was kind of surprised that it was the, the freak show clones who were biased against the re- regular clones. You'd think that the show would be like, 
No, it's the regular clones who's like, hey, you don't look like Tamara Morrison. What's wrong with you? Like, your right. accent is slightly off. Well, I think the like, message is that they were both resentful of each other, and then they realize together all their skills. Did did they steal? Yeah, yeah because, like... I don't think they did. <laughs> I, think that, I think that the mutant clones just succeeded, and everybody was, like, forced to, like, oh, yeah, they're No, there was a us. bit where they, they said, oh, let's do it. We'll, let's you know you're in charge because of like let's do it for Rex. Let's or... do it for the guy who's like three feet away and has his legs broken. Like I, I, I didn't get that at all. Like what? Like he... hey, Robo, Corey's just gone for a second. So just tell us what you really think, buddy. I'll wait till he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> you want no, to please. you want to like look into his eye while you break his heart? Oh, I'm not going to break his heart because I think like. It's not look. It's it's a kids show. It's not going to be like so. It's not going to be the Dirty Dozen, right? Like it just won't be. Uh, I just wish like it would be a little bit more like say like you know Batman the animated series, which is I I feel like is the ideal kids show. Like using something that can be a little bit dark, a little bit lighthearted, and, and finding the perfect mix and making it look like something less than garbage. Um. I I don't know. Like I just, I felt like there was like this. To me, the story would be the the regular clones being prejudiced against the the bad batch. I mean, there was there was some of that. Yeah, I thought they were both against. Like, what's wrong with your eye? You've got cataracts and exactly one eye. That doesn't. What is up with you? Like they don't do that. Personal attack. It's always it's always the mutants being like, "What's wrong with you, regular people?" It's like, no, the mutants are the regular ones. They're like real people who are different from each other. They're regular. It's 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 the clones, the true clones, the proper clones who are who are freaks because they are exactly the same as each other. And they try to differentiate themselves with like Mike Tyson tattoos and whether it works or not, that's open to interpretation. Oh, yeah, but I took the metaphor, how I was saying about the fans. I thought the uh, the other clones, the older ones, they're like the 90s white male fans. And then the other, the, the 99, is like the diverse fans, and it's like when it, when they interact, that's when they have the best fun. That's when they succeed in their mission of fun. That's not how it works in real life either, Steele. We all know. Dude, but the message at the start of the pop, uh, the show told me that, so I, I feel like that's what it was. You Is know, that trying. what you meant by the fortune cookie? Yeah. Yeah, those are the fortune cookies. Where it's like, hey, freaks and... They yeah. all open with, hey, you're right, Robbo. Hey, <laughs> that would be great. I would like the show a lot if it was everybody's like, hey, <laughs> get along, people. <laughs> no, I mean... I, but I, I kind of, I'll give it something. Like I feel like the this episode kind of it didn't exactly win me over by the end of it. But I was like, that's a. I I didn't understand. I, my my main thing at the end of it was like when when Broforce or whatever they're called shows up. <laughs> the first time they're like, hey, we're landing our ship really recklessly. Who everybody get out of the way. And then they show up, and I'm like, oh, that must mean they're going up against, like, the real droids. They're going up against, like, the murder droids. This is, like, a serious business now. But, no, they're fighting the same Urkel bots that they do in every movie. They're, they're hopeless. 
But why the don't Urkel... they fight like some real threat? It's only it's the like first the episode. Urkel bots know their strategy. Pope Lantula is never like, hey, why don't we send out the actual droids who are good at killing people? No, we'll just send out more of the Urkel bots. I don't know. Like, I, I felt like you, there was never anything in the episode that justified the badass clones being there. Like, they, right. they needed someone to lift that transport off of uh, Rex. Also, how did that even make sense? He was inside the transport when it crashed. Why would flipping it over somehow free him? I thought the whole idea was that they needed these guys because they needed somebody whose plans they wouldn't know. Yeah. That's the justification mm-hmm. for them being there. Right. They don't need their, like, they don't need the super strength or anything. They need somebody who their droid, who the separatists are not going to predict. We, we never prepared for four dudes behind a piece of sheet metal. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying it's great because they talk about, like, oh, they won't know these tactics, but really it's like. The, the, it's all, is, just, like, it's all just pew, 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 because it's Robo. just a 22-minute cartoon. But they do tell you in the show why they're yeah, there. Yeah, like, okay, you, you can't, right. like, once enough. once there's, like, a reason thrown up against the wall, you sort of have to, like, it's there. Like, it, they, it, they, they did, like, Emily is, like, on it, they... They did give you a conceivable, like, if you want to, yeah, you can then go. Oh, we're not playing for four people, and it's like, well, I just Star Wars is falling there to apart. Be a payoff to oh, we've got the badasses here. That means they're going up against the badass droids. No, they're just going against the the regular Urkel droids who know the playbook. I don't know. I'm just saying it's not like dramatically satisfying to me. Like the, the thing about the. Uh, I, I did, but I, I like the idea of like they're kind of suggesting that the mutants are the real people, and that the clones are the abominations, right? There, that's what's against nature, right? There is like just the same person over and over, and of course you're going to lose, and any computer could figure it out because you're doing the same thing because you made an army out of the same person. It's a terrible idea. They, there are no specialists. Like, why is one clone in charge of another clone? I don't even understand. Like, why yeah, does they, one rank another one? But, but in Attack of the Clones, they, they kind of explain why they made clones. Which was what exactly? <laughs> to get an army. You can't just, like, you can't just, like, go out and... Here's the other thing you could do, is go to a plane and say, hey, everybody here is in this army. I mean, like, yeah, you the, the history of the world shows you that actually happens quite often. It's, it's a very, very simple solution to this problem. But like, but the idea of a clone army, like I like the idea of it backfiring, right? Like I, I like that. I think that's the show does get at some of these things, and this episode did, which is like I like that they were kind of tiptoeing up to that line, which is like maybe clone armies are stupid. I like that Robo. The thing he likes about it is when it serves them right. Told ya. <laughs> Told you the clones yeah, are a bad no, but idea. I mean, like it's like they figured out all our plans. It's like of, of course they did. Hey, Corey, so um, that bit when they get attacked from the battle droids or the Urkel droids, as Robo yeah. um, p- puts it, was it that, that's what they showed at Celebration in Chicago, yeah? Because yeah? mm-hmm. the second time I watched it today, I was like, ah, oh, that's a quick... Because I remember the guy picking up the bit of metal. Yeah. And is it the exact same footage? Because when I watched it at Celebration, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. But... 
like with the lead up and stuff, like I, I, I was, I was, I was quite entertained by it all. Is it the exact same footage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Continue us down the uh, the path of story, Tom. Yeah. So we we kind of get to this point where they're all at that campfire and they're talking about the differences in in, in the clones and apparently a hunter, the guy with the the bandana, can um, uh, like feel the vibrations or something in 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 the in the, the electrical fields when they said like that, that i was like best not to look into that too much i'll just let yeah. it slide you do your thing hunter yeah. sweet headband what bro has the, what if he has the force though that's what i was thinking i hope not why he's got, not? He's got why, f- why do you hope why, why not he's why got not? the force of a headband I, I don't know i think a clone having the force would like sort of make no sense wouldn't I mean, that be like the ultimate expression of like the untamableness of the living force? Yeah, I mean. Well, also in that, that reinforces idea that the clones are people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. that's one thing that that really frustrates me with this show because I they 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 get into it and they never quite get into it as much as I want them to in terms of the morality of that. Mm. And I get, I get, I get that it's a kid show. But it's sort of like I'd either rather them never talk about it at all or really dive into it is what it means. If if they are people, then the fact that the Colmari exists is horrifying. Oh, yeah. I think one of the things I liked about um, the arc where Fives dies is he – you see this really awful side to – like the Jedi into the the cloners because they kind of treat them like, like things. And Fives is making it very clear that that's not what they are. They're living, breathing, you know, people. And while, you know, it's different than, than somebody who was born, uh, like in, in the regular fashion. Um, can, can you explain that to me? I'm still kind of confused at how that works. <laughs> Don't at, kidding, at one, kidding, no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at one point the Kaminoans say the clones are their property? Yes. And then the Jedi are fighting who's, you know, whose property is it the Republic? Is it the the Kaminoans? It's it's always a back and forth. And so yeah, there's definitely morally it's really screwed up. The whole thing is is not is not great. Um I think that arc kind of covered that, that that it wasn't great and I think that this season is going to cover that a lot uh moving forward. But I mean like even the movies suggest that Anakin himself is of a sort, like an unnatural creation. Yeah. Who has the force. Yeah, but yeah, it's just, I I don't, obviously we don't know the rules of how, who can be force sensitive and who can't be. Um, Well, it's pretty clearly thanks to the rise of Skywalker. We know it. You got to be related to another force wizard. Moving on. Um, Come on. Keep us going, Corey. All right. So uh, they, they have their conversation. This is where you get to see. Um, and like I said earlier, like J- Jesse and Kix are well-established clones in the series. And it's cool to see um, Jesse becomes what is an arc tr- called an arc trooper now, which is what Fives and Echo were. And uh, it's cool to see that. He's got this. You can you can tell he has a closeness with Rex now. Um and so he's defending Rex's battle plans, and then you know the Bad Batch start fighting 
uh, the, the the regular clones. You know, Wrecker picks Jesse up and throws him down, and it was an interesting little scene. Um, and uh, we we go from there to them kind of coming together to form a plan. They go to that uh, cyber station the next day, uh, fight their way through droids. This is where Rex uh, finds out that there is a uh, live feed going on with his algorithm, and that live feed is an actual person, uh, which they find out is Echo, because uh, he says his uh, clone number. And um, so, co- yeah. So what exactly is this live feed doing? It's it's transmitting the ba- the battle plans that uh, Rex and Echo made together for the for rest of the war. And he's transmitting them to the battle droids. Yes. So are Rex and Echo different from the other clones in some way, Corey? No. Then why are they making the battle plans? Uh, well, uh, well, the only difference would be ranking, ranking wise. Is are, are the higher ranking clones different than the lower ranking clones? Yeah, I mean, there are there are reasons why certain clones become something like a captor and an arc trooper, or a republic commando. It's do they like? Did the cloners like shut off parts of like the subservient, like the the lower ranking clones' brains, so that they would just follow orders and not generate orders? No, no, How? they're all. I think the training could be like, do you know what I mean? You've got the one type, yeah. and then you're like, let's put this, let's just put this twenty into management training. Let's put like exactly. these hundred into being soldiers. Let's right. clone this yep. single like lone criminal guy and make oh, him like Robo. a rank and file soldier. Robo! <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay, well, twenty o two called and said, oh. <laughs> Also, then you're getting into to, to nature nurture versus nurture there, and I mean, it doesn't seem like his personality. Like they're raising them from, they're training them from childhood to be soldiers. True, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am 100 uh, percent nature uh, in terms of like Star Wars. Like, I feel like the message is that if you are raised by a good person, you turn evil. <laughs> 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 not, not if you're raised by Space Jimmy Smiths. No, then then you're okay. Um, but who knows what he was up to? I mean, he was fine. He was fine. Yeah, Sleeping his way around the galaxy. I yeah. I mean, can he can he blame him? Uh, Space Jimmy Smiths. Uh, I I like the idea of them like the the different clones of like different levels resenting each other. It's like, hey, why did you get picked for like? officer academy when i got stuck with like you know grunt work that that does come into play in the show a couple of times i i i think that the show from what i've heard like it's not like my favorite thing in the world but i think there are good ideas here for sure and i i saw good ideas in this episode like i thought that was the stuff that i wish the movies had dealt with when they were talking about these things hmm Sure. Corey, what's the episode where they find the clone who had run off and started a family? Yeah, that's uh, it's called The Deserter in season two. I liked that one a lot. Yeah, that's a really that good a episode. Hey. Where you, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Corey. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was going to ask King Tom if that reminded him of a certain not-so-good novel 
that dealt with some of those things from like the nineties. I made the mistake of reading the uh, Hand of Thrawn duology this summer, oh. but they do deal with that where they there are clones in that thing where they clone like a certain character, and then the ancestors of that or the clone ancestors of that character like they're told to go into deep cover on this planet and wait for their orders from the empire and they go into deep cover and then they like start families and farms and stuff. <laughs> and, and then it's like when they get called into action, they're like, I don't want to do that. That's crazy. They like, it's an interesting idea that it's funny that that stuff was all there. And I have a feeling that like the people who are working on this show, not necessarily the writers, but like the producers, and stuff were aware of that because at the time that was canon right at the time it was and it's definitely a good theme and deserved to be re-implemented in, in in the saga i'm just glad they did it that way instead of how oh yes they originally did it <laughs> yeah the way those novels worked was not great but that was a cool idea and that's the best thing about any kind of weird old star wars thing is like there's i've very few Star Wars things I've returned to where I've not like found at least like a couple. Oh, that's a that's a cool idea. I like that. Corey. Mm-hmm. The signals coming from Skako Minor. Yeah. Are you familiar with this planet at all? It it actually does sound familiar, but I don't I think it was mentioned earlier on in the show. Okay. So um, it's not like a, a Clone Wars planet that that I should no. know. What's no. What's your prediction for what that is about? Like, what's what are they hinting at there? I mean, I know because I saw the the animatics, but oh. yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'll throw this one to Tom. Then I, I'd sort of why would Echo be giving them? Is he is he like evil? Is he getting tortured? Is what's why would he be giving up these plans? I I do, I haven't seen the Adamatics, so this this is just a guess. Excellent. But because the separatists are the bad guys, I I would think he's being either coerced or made to be giving them plans. I don't think you know Dooku and Grievous are on the up and up here. Em- Emily, what's your bet? What do you think? I think it's going to be like him hooked up to some horrifying machine or something. You would Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Robo? I think he. I think he's a uh, convert. I think he's a true believer in whatever the separatists believe in. Still needs to be explained and determined, but whatever that is, I think that's that, that he has been indoctrinated, and he is like. I'm all for whatever Christopher Lee wants with mm. his so giant has- freakish tiki face. I find that the most, I, I sort of think maybe what Emily said, but I feel like him turning would be the most interesting because I always found in Attack of the Clones when Christopher Lee's like, like pu- pu- puts to Ben Kenobi that maybe Qui-Gon would have joined him. And like what side of the fence, like I was like, oh, go into that more. Like when he's walking around when he's captured and about how in the end, like what was good was bad. Like, well, actually, no, they were both bad. Deep, man. Deep. I I think, I think you could do something 
interesting, except for that, like, it would have to, like, the, the argument you would have to make to get him to, you know, betray the, like, Jedi or whatever is one thing, but the argument you'd have to make to get him to betray his fellow clones, I, I, I don't know. I think that would, it, it, I just, I don't see if you could fit that in, that would be in a way believable. I mean, what if he was just like, we shouldn't be here. We're a crime against nature. Like, this is horrible what they did. Just creating us is, is the worst thing that that sentient beings have done in this galaxy. We should not exist. Any, any, government, <laughs> any government that would that would allow us to exist is deserves to be destroyed. Hey, shout out to any clones listening, man. I just, like, <laughs> I, I, I've... I've Look, I'm just saying it how it is, clones. I'm just, but like, I, I would like to see like uh, somebody who is like what. This is what I was hoping they would do with Snoke when I heard that uh, old uh, Prune Face was back, and he was like, "Oh, oh, the Emperor is back again. You can't get rid of him. He's back to sell more tickets and stuff." And it's like, great. And I was hoping that what he would say to Kylo Ren was like, "Oh." It's like when Kylo Ren says, oh, I killed Snoke. He's like, yeah, you did. And you killed the only the one person in the galaxy was standing between me and my return. Like you you destroyed the stopgap that kept me from coming back. But instead, he was like, no, I created him. I have like six of them in a pickle jar. Yeah. A poignant point about the return of the Clone Wars Robo. And we thank you for it. it, But by by doing that, it's like, oh, I would like the idea of a guy. Freight train. You were counting on to like serve your purposes, but he, he's, that person has their own agenda. So if oh, this clone God, that they the captured, irony. this clone that they captured, and so he just wants all the other clones to he wants all the clones to die because they don't deserve to live. No, he's he just feels like they they're going to die young anyway because they their growth rate has been accelerated and they're battle slaves. So his point is, like, the most merciful thing I can do is to end this war now. And then, like, Christopher Lee and whatever her name is have to, like, deal with him. And he becomes the new bad guy. Like, he's their bad guy. He's their, like, big bad. That would be interesting, but they can't do that in, like, six more episodes. But Well, it also wouldn't fit in with the rest of Star Wars canon, but... That's true, I guess. Yeah. But it's a cool idea. I like the idea of a guy who's like, oh, yeah, no, we hooked this brain up to uh, or whatever radar dish, and he's going to be controlling our Urkel bots. And then, like, suddenly that guy, like, he, like, snaps out. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to do my own thing. Hey, uh, what did anybody else think? Is there a single woman in this episode? I found that kind of weird. There isn't one, right? Not remember. a single one. Yeah, I mean that's not uh, that's not abnormal for Star Wars. No, I, I don't. I can't think of another Star Wars thing where you go through the entire thing without at least seeing a woman. <laughs> like it's they're there, oh, dude. I've got some podcasts for you. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Sorry. Um, that is you. Yeah, it'd be sort of the thing that. Maybe if they realized they would have put like like some commanders in at the Republic base. One of Republic the bad base. batch turned out to be a woman, and that was her mutation. 
it's not really like genetically speaking. Hey, it's hey, not. Incredible. I can accept a giant one that can lift ships off people. <laughs> but two oh, X chromosomes? No, that would absolutely not. That would. Yeah, that would be weird because then, I guess the who, who do the clones who do the clones like have families with Corey? Like this this deserter? Like who did who did he hook up with? It was just like a, a random Twilight. A Twilight. Ah, that's the that's the standard Star Wars animation answer. So good. I don't were the kids the 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 kids weren't his, were they, or were they? I yeah. thought it was like that. Okay, I couldn't remember yeah. where they were. Adopt step so. kids or yeah, because there's that there's that episode where they go on Space Maury, and um, <laughs> there's a DNA test. <laughs> I always think about like at the end of Rebels how um, the color of the kid is so bizarre. Stupid. <laughs> he doesn't have head tails. It's got green hair. That's the other thing you can do. No, like... Okay, no, no, Robo. Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have lit that fire. I apologize. Um, I apologize. <laughs> By all means. I, um... I... I sort of just watched it as, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to watch it. But I had a, um... A very... I think I, I enjoyed it because it was away from the Jedis and stuff. And it, it, was, it was a pretty damn compelling, uh... It was just fun, fun. Twenty three minutes, or how long it was. I, uh, I'm. I think I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I think I'm gonna go on eight. Just as I, just, I just had a good time, man. I just had a good time. It was. It was. I, I was. I was happy to be back watching. I, I definitely got when that music came on, and the, um, voiceover stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. I just got such flashbacks. To other parts of my life, it was it was so bizarre. Um, Tom, h- how did you fare, buddy? And I, I do have to say, I'm 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 pretty um, enchanted to find out what happens next week. I, I'm I'm, it, I'm coming back. It wasn't necessarily the story that I wanted or would have wanted for them to come back with. But having said that, it it did what it did well and. You know, st- there's so much Star Wars out there, and, and we're at a we're at a point where, you know, Corey can have the Clone Wars, and you know, I can have the movies, and people can have the books. We we can all have different things, and for the people who this is their Star Wars, I am very happy for them. Um, but for me, I'd say it's a seven. Oh, after all that, a seven? That's a King I, Tom. That's look. My, it wasn't for me. I'm glad it was for the people it was for, whoever they are, wherever they are. That's the thing. For me, it was like, I don't know, four out of five. No, no. But you, did you hear what I, when I said for what it was, even though it wasn't what I wanted, it, 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 it did a good job. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Emily. <laughs> Thanks, um, Steele. This one, I, I feel like if this had been an episode I was watching – and like the middle of season five or something, I'd be more favorable to it. But they're just like it felt like so much build up coming back to the show. And whatever my my feelings, if not particularly liking it aside, and there's stuff in Clone Wars I really really do like. But 
I kind of, I kind of like was expecting something really special here, and I didn't feel like it was that. I do have to say, like I enjoyed it all coming back, and like I had a good time, but it didn't feel. And, and you know, maybe Corey can speak to it. Maybe he gets the nuance more than 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 we do, or whatever. But it just felt like oh, this is another episode. Like it was good, but it didn't feel like anything like spe- like winding up was happening or anything like that. It, it just it was it seemed like yeah, it's just like it for how much I enjoyed it. I feel like it could have been. Yeah, an episode in season five, and I wouldn't have known. Like, yeah, and, and yeah, I think I get that this is a story that was already in development from back when the show was still on. I understand that, and I understand obviously. I'm assuming we're we're going to the explosive like siege of Mandalore stuff, and that's your end. So I I don't know what I what what I think would have been special. Like I don't know what that would have been on screen, but it it wasn't this. Mm. I feel like that's the sort of thing you want to hold, like when you see them all sort of like, it's like, oh, did it all balance out? Because I know with the Mandalorian people were like, oh, it doesn't. And then in the end I found it was like, it all built, but maybe it all balance out over, how many episodes is it, Corey? Oh, 12. 12. I thought it was 12. Oh, okay. yeah. And um, so, so Corey, what are the, what are the arcs that are, there's this one, there's the Siege of Mandalore, yeah. there's, the there's the Toro Callaghan arc. Oh. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> oh. How rad would it be if he popped up? A young Toro. Dude, it's a good thing I didn't come on your episode when you guys were talking about that. That's, that's good. Why? It's good because mm. you liked it, or because you love because you loved it. Co- I can only think of two options. Corey, Corey writes the meanest. Meanest tweets after my Toro tweets. He's yes, he's, I do. He does not. He's he doesn't like the character. He does not. He does not like me liking the character. That's, that's your boy. That's Trapper Wolf. Uh, I know. That's what makes me sad about it. Oh, Robo, what is um? What are what are your wrap up thoughts and score? Look, my thing is I don't grade Star Wars on a curve, so. It's like Star Wars has to like you got to be as good as you could be, and I don't know. Like in that respect, like I think it's like a three or four out of twenty. But um, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Out of ten, <laughs> out of ten, I'm not a maniac. All right, but um, no, I mean, but for like if it were a cartoon, like if I were watching Saturday morning cartoons, and uh, look, I have a nine year old son. Some of the garbage he watches is way worse than this. So, like, I feel like it's pretty good by that respect. Like, I like the idea of it dealing with, like, oh, there's a humanity to these characters. They're not just, like, battle puppets. There's something to them. I I really wish the series would actually, had actually done something with it, and I'm sorry it's too late. I, I mean, in my imagination, like, this is what Ben Kenobi would have rebelled against. Like, he would not have tolerated this. Like, he would have been, like trying to help these people escape their, their horrible fate. And, uh, cause he would have recognized, Oh no, these are individual humans. They're not just, uh, puppets. They're not just droids. Um, but it's, you know, within the, the limitations that they have because of what it is, it's good. Like it's, 
so as a uh, kid's show, I'll say uh, it's a it's a six out of ten. Interesting. I feel like when I watch them all, I will lower the score. But this one, I was just like, it's good. I'm having a good. It's back. Voiceover. Little message at the start. Clones doing their thing. I can't. I've got no idea who anyone is, but they're all having a good time. And there's some beautiful shots in in this show and in, in this episode too. Like there's some really cool looking stuff. Like until a human face shows up, I'm on board. Like I like the weirdness of it. <laughs> Don't want any of those hues. Hey, uh, Corey, mm. give us your final thoughts and score, buddy. So I actually do agree with what you guys are saying with bringing the show back with this arc. I always had a feeling that was going to be a mistake to start with this one. Like the minute at Celebration when they said we're starting with the Bad Bash, I was like, oh, okay. Um, And the reason I say that is in terms of what I think would have been a big impact in terms of how how you start the series again is Mm -hmm. there's a – well, two things – Ventress is a big Clone Wars character, and she has an incredible story uh, in Dark Disciple, the the book. Um, I think maybe if they would have started with something like that, I think if they would have started with something like Darth Maul's story called Son of Dathmir, which is what happens with him in between uh, when Sidious captures him and Siege of Mandalore, I think that story should be out there. Um, So I understand how this isn't the sort of bang that everyone wanted it to be for me personally um i really love rex i love jesse i love kicks i love cody the bad batch not a huge fan of at the moment i think they're a cool concept but they're not something that really wows me about the show like i don't watch the show for gimmicky stuff like that um but i think they're okay and they're a lot of fun, and so that's fine. And it, th- this arc does get progressively darker, and it it really is Rex and Echo's story, um, as you guys will see later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, out of 10 stars, I'd give it an 8. I agree with that rating. I'd give it an 8. I think that's... So me, I think me and Corey are closest together then. Ah... Uh... I mean, you know, I think <laughs> you can you can hear Corey's truck backing up. Yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> um, no, I like I really do enjoy clone centric arcs. I think that maybe if you took the Bad Batch out and this was about Jesse and Rex and them finding Echo without them, that could have worked too. But again, Anakin comes into play in the next couple of episodes and it gets really good. Um, oh, so Anakin's so, in this arc. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, front and center. Ah, interesting. Yep. So it, um, there must be something to the way he, like, asked, like, what do you really think? Like, right at the beginning? Yeah, because yeah, he, he knew he, he could sense he was hiding something. Yeah. It's like Samuel L. Jackson can't read your mind, but I can because I'm <laughs> evil. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson, Mace Windu, is, is getting close to his peak dumbness in his life. Like, just before he dies... Oh, oh, you, it's no, I'm going to get all robo over this. But listen, <laughs> if you find out someone who's the leader of the galaxy's a Sith Lord, I don't know. Just take it seriously. Don't just don't just grab yeah. a couple dudes, send another dude up to the room and 
It's, it's a serious problem. We better send four dudes after. <laughs> I mean, I think I should add that, like, for me personally, growing, growing up with the show and that being my entry point, I am obviously going to have a more emotional attachment to these characters, like these clones, especially, like I said, I mentioned Jesse and Rex and all of them. But I can understand those who don't, it just being like, okay. You know, there's just... I I I I can see what you're saying though cuz the show does try to make them seem different from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like you're you're not like imagining this. Like it's there. Right. It's more like I saw the movies first and so I was used to these people as disposable like action like mannequins. Yeah. And then when you when when you're told that no, they're regular people, it's interesting. I, I I'm, I will watch uh, the next episode. I may not do a podcast about it, but I, I will watch uh, what happens next. I'm curious. And th- that, I think, is a something I was not expecting to say about this uh, show. So Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys think of, of Echo and all that. That's going to be cool. Now, um, for the devout Clone Wars fans, guys, I tweeted about this the other day. The petition to get more Clone Wars episodes. It's the play button on Disney Plus. Just keep <laughs> just just keep paying your subscription and press play as much as you can mm-hmm. on your favorite episodes. That's the data they're looking at. They're not looking 100%. at yep. at at whatever. They're not ten thousand yeah. signatures on whatever or whatever. It's it's press. They've got. That's the amazing thing about, um, you know, compared to subscriptions compared to um, like broadcast television is like, it's not a guess. People know exactly what paying customers are watching. So they know as soon as my cat steps on that remote control, they know it. Exactly. So don't worry about your petitions. Just enjoy Clone Wars over and over. And uh, (laughs) hopefully... uh, They'll do something about it. What, what What are your thoughts, Corey? Are you, are you are you at peace with this 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 being the end, or? Oh, he knows what happens in the future. You can't say <laughs> that. Um. Yeah, yeah, because I think that if they're not going to produce the rest of the series. I, I don't know. Like I, I'm bummed that we're not going to see something like Ventress's story wrapped up the way it was supposed to be. I'm bummed that we're not going to see a really important arc for Maul. However, the ones they are tackling here, yeah, I, I could be at peace with it and be fine with it. But I know Disney has money, so um, they should just make it anyways. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Is that, is that, some, like, is that some insider information, Corey? <laughs> I mean, listen... <laughs> Corey's heard a few things. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I've heard Disney has some dollars. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Oh, I mean, no, in all honesty, though, if if anyone, I did hear it from someone who I trust. The, the, this is it. Like this, this really is. This is it. Corey, if they're you done. Were hired by Lucasfilm to do like we're going to finish one more arc of the Clone Wars. What would it be? Yeah. Oh no! I, I think oh oh I damn um 
I think it would be closing Ventress's story on screen. Okay, now Corey is my favorite person. <laughs> Corey. Yeah, I would definitely. Yeah. Ventress being the person from the Watto Planet episode, right? Yes. Tying it all back into the. <laughs> Corey, what about they? They say, "All right, here's the deal. There's this weird contract. We don't know. What, we don't know why we signed it. It's just it's this weird thing. Mm-hmm. We can have another twenty episodes. Oh wow." But the character of young Toro Calican <laughs> has to be in half of them. Yeah, I'd, Corey, I'd, Corey can I'd, make it work. Uh, yeah, I'd green light it because I can. You know, maybe they can make <laughs> him a good character. So, yeah, what, I'd, wouldn't I'd, he be like a toddler or a baby? How old is? Yeah, I, I'm still on board with this. <laughs> what if? What if he's a clone and they kill him every episode? <laughs> oh yeah, we're in. What would you do do with that, Corey? What would you do? Seriously. Seriously. If I had to put Toro Calican in in half of a season? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, like at the age he's supposed to, like at the age he is in Mando? Yeah. Make it work. I want to hear it. Yeah. I would would write him differently. I would would make him... I would still make him cocky, but I would make you know put some character development there, and I would hire a different actor any day. Um, okay. Uh, I would also. You can't. That's see. This is the part of this this weird contract oh, that they signed. What if you've got to hire? Also, he's live action. You've got to hire. You got He's live action, and you've got to hire Steel Saunders. <laughs> for him, for for Steel to play Toro. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Here's the deal. It's 20 more episodes of Clone Wars, but there's a glitch in the animation computer and all their faces are Toro. They're still, they're still saying like, it's still like, Hey, I'm fives, but it's Toro's. It's all Toro. They're all Toro's now. There's a Toro with a big Imperial cog tattooed on his face and stuff like that. There's a second batch of clones. It's not the bad batch. It's the sad batch. (laughs) The hot batch. The hot batch. Yeah, no, I would the bounty right batch, away. right away. <laughs> the tat batch. Check out this tribal, right? No way. Um, alrighty, guys. Well, that was uh, super fun, and I- I'm glad we all enjoyed it in our own personal ways. Yeah, it was fun. I like hearing everyone's different opinions on it. It was fun. Awesome. Uh, let's uh, run through where we can find each other in case. Uh, we need to. King Tom? Uh, I am Tom Chansky on Twitter, posting uh, animated GIFs of Toro Calican's death scene. <laughs> yes! That's that's uncool, man. That's... You're welcome, Steel. Anyway, um, Emily Lind? Uh, I am on Twitter at EF Lind, or you can hear me on the Cantabite Dispatch, where I will probably be slightly less polite about this than I was on this episode. <laughs> okay. Or as I like to call it, the Cantobite Dispatch spelled correctly. Yay. That's the full name. Um, Corey. Yeah, you can uh, follow me at Kessel Run Transmissions. Well, I think it's at KR Transmissions on Twitter. I do that YouTube channel with my good buddy Noah. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Wolfpack. We just uploaded a bunch of cool Clone Wars content on our channel. We did this really cool video where we got the cast involved. And uh, oh, I'm looking forward to checking that out, actually. Yeah, oh, thanks, Steel. I appreciate that. 
Um, so I put that out yesterday, and uh, it's, it's it was a lot of fun to do. So yeah, um, check out all the Clone Wars content we have. Um, yeah, that's where you can follow me. Nice, man. And I, I do have to say, I, I feel like we all... Like, you're very special to us, so we love that this oh, is very you. special to you. So we... we yeah. We're very. Um, I know personally. I'm. I'm very excited about your enthusiasm for it. And thanks, dude. Um, I'm glad you got your day. I'm. I have twelve more weeks of this day, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long day. <laughs> hey, mate. Listen, you've got it easy. Imagine what us Toro fans. You know, we get one episode. All one of you. Oh. dude, you got one too many. <laughs> Dude, it's a growing force. I'm getting some. I'm getting some. I'm getting some traction out there. Team Team Toro is growing. Uh, I, I will never stop tweeting back at you either. Like I'm, I am on board every time, man. I'll be there. You, you, you're edging into cyberbully. I do have to say. <laughs> Thing is, what what you're all witnessing here is a new Robo being born. <laughs> it's happening. It's like a supernova. It's just like. Just... <laughs> Uh, where can we find the old Robo? Uh, there's only one Robo steal, and that's the Robo. You can find me at uh, <laughs> GC9X on Twitter, but probably don't because it's a terrible website. Uh, you can also uh, find me on uh, uh, HG101, Amy 101 it's a video game podcast. And uh, hey, everybody, uh, Steel doesn't play video games, but you're all invited. So we'd lo- we're looking for more guests right now. So. If you're out there and uh, you're interested in in games, uh, that's a it's a not great show, but good enough. It's a fun. <laughs> Check it out. Tom Tom's heard it. Tom, do you like it? You can yes, say no. Yes, I do. There's some, no, there's some very um, level-headed sizzle you've got there, Robbo. So, <laughs> I, I, I am very disappointed in the show right now because I'm editing a bunch of episodes and I'm like. This is the worst idea anyone has oh, ever no. had. <laughs> you know how it is when you're editing a podcast, yeah. right? Yeah, Emily's edited a podcast. You know what it's like, right? Emily's microphone I think she's is muted. Mute. Yeah. No, I hate my podcast every week that I edit it, and every other it, time I'm fine with it. Yeah, exactly. It's exact. Emily's uh, has new glasses, I think, and they look awesome. So they're not new, but thank you. They look good. I can't hear them when I listen to you on the podcast but, oh, I, can, but I, can, I can see them i can see them you now. can imagine them dear listener i um editing those uh those breakdowns of the rise of skywalker i'm doing is it's brutal because it's always it's stop start stop start stop start stop start it's just you right it's yeah the, the ones that are just you yeah and i watch like the chapter and then i stop and record and then i've got a gormal t- it's oh but I'm almost done. I am almost done, you guys. So the second part of that will be up. And for patrons, there's a, a brand new Star Wars year by podcast that Robbo sizzled, sizzled before, which was just a delight to do. It was it was so fun. And and Robbo, we'll have to um, do a few more Mando commentaries. No, we don't. Okay. We don't have to do that. <laughs> well, I'll just do, stick do, to King Dom. Do, do, do one with uh, I want to hear a Rise of Skywalker uh, commentary with you and Corey. That's my thing. Okay. When, when, it, when it comes out, we'll, we'll, we'll cop it. But um, mm. I, I can't wait. We're, we're keeping to do... We're going to keep doing the commentaries because we've got to get to Ep 5. Come on. 
<laughs> the gunslinger. I, I haven't been hearing a lot of buzz out there, Steel Wars listeners. So, you know, you want more of that. You got to you got to give us the buzz. The gunslinger. Me and Steel will just move on to other pursuits. Okay. All right. All right. Well, join the patron and then create some buzz at uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. But uh, thanks, everyone, for doing the podcast with us. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It was I've had a delightful Friday evening hanging out with you guys. And may that force be with you. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.